Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. John, I, I guess this is our Thanksgiving show. If we if we have a Thanksgiving show, this is this is the one. This is where it would have to land. Um, Colin Flynn, I'm uh, very thankful <laughs> that you and I have never met in real life, but we met in the virtual world and have a podcast together. Thank fucking God. All right, can we wrap this up? Are we good? Is that yeah, it? That's Happy our, Thanksgiving, everyone. That's our, that's our dedication. That's our 30, 30 <laughs> days of thanks right there. We got yes. it all in one deal. Uh, <laughs> in an auspicious, uh, strange sort of week, uh, who would have ever thought that a uh, little peep, little peep, and uh, Charlie Manson would go kind of on the same day? Same, same. Little peep? Little peep. Lil, 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 I shouldn't laugh about the guy. <laughs> no, um, no, wait. I don't know anything. I honestly, I don't know who Lil Peep is. He apparently, from what I've been able to uh, discern, and I hadn't heard of Lil Peep before this. I just, I feel like I got to say that with a southern accent. Lil Peep. Uh, he uh, was a YouTube sensation and uh, described as an emo rapper. And I did listen to about half of one song. And I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling a little, little peep. I, for, for a minute there, I was kind of, I, this is going to sound strange, but I was kind of a little bit almost semi-excited because I thought, okay, uh, uh, a guy that supposedly had a following and was, uh, uh, you know, there were people that were passionate about this dude, uh, and now he's dead. And I just found out about it, and I thought, is this going to be like uh, like Sublime or something? Is this going to be like, Whoa. Brad, like Bradley Noel? I'm going to like all of a sudden, have, you know, come on. Have you guy. seen what little peep looks like? A little peeps, he's tattooed. He's very tattooed. He's yeah, tattooed. He, he, he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's got a lot of face tattoos. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a choice. That's really he's that a, says you're yeah, yeah. chalky ass white kid. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. And he apparently died of a. They're saying a drug overdose. He uh, uh, Xanax in his uh, tour bus. So uh, he has a tour bus. Yeah, yeah, he I, he's, he had I guess, a tour bus. Really? I guess he was a big deal on his YouTube thing. So I don't know how that works. See, I I know who I know who uh, Lil Uzi Vert is. Lil Uzi Vert. Lil Uzi Vert. I don't know who that is. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Okay. Yeah, he's all right. He's not bad. Uh, you I, know, Lil, Lil Lil Pump. No, I don't know that Lil either. Is that Lil or Little? Um, Lil. Is it, all, is it always Lil? No, there's a lot of Lils right now. A lot of Lils. Yeah. Okay. This, but anyway, yeah, there, it's. Um, but I'm upset. Lil Pump, you don't know he's like 17. No, he he looks like he's a mixed race. Some right. some sort There's of. Uh, wrong with that. No, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But he and he's got these like. Uh, you gotta check him out. And his his song Gucci Mane. As a matter of fact, there's a. I think on my Instagram story today. I think I did a little bit of. <laughs> I referenced both of them. I am I'm really next level obsessed, like crazy obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, which reminds me of an Uber I'm right. story. I'm writing them up. down. I'm writing them down. It's, we, it's we hard to cover week, up. We, we lost yeah. uh, uh, David Cassidy, right? Is, uh, no, 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 no. He's not dead. Yeah, I think so. Come Pretty on. Sure. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that. From David the Cassidy. Partridge family. Yeah. he. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, this is, you know what? This happened last year. Yeah, we had At this these. time, we started losing everyone. Although, yeah. this is like the B-list. And, and <laughs> Mel Tillis. The, uh, what way? Mel Tillis, the, the what was he? He was a country, country western. He was actually country western. I think the country people get mad. He at didn't die. He, he is. <laughs> I, knew, I I read something that he was sick. 
stuttering stuttering cowboy Mel Tilt. No, I'm reading that he is critical but stable in but a Fort Lauderdale. David Cassidy. Air. I swear. I, I swear. I saw one. One. I saw a tweet that said he was dead. But you know, who knows? Maybe he's hanging on. Maybe he's. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Well, songs. do you remember when Tom Petty died a few um, what six weeks ago? Whatever it was. Yeah. That's kind of it, a bigger bigger name than the four. Yeah, a lot mentioned. big. No, no, he. Yeah, a lot bigger. But but uh, they had it that he died, and yeah, then they and said he no, back. he didn't die, and then no, he's dead. It'd be like, exactly. no, 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 it's a false report, and then it'd be so, like, it, oh it, god, it, he's it, alive. No, he's not alive. He's not. He no. It's like, what Which, the, yeah. But it was kind so of so David Cassidy's in, in holding on. Mm-hmm. He is okay. All right. Well, I don't want to put him in the grave quicker than he has I, to be. But. I didn't think that. Uh, Charlie Manson would ever die. Yeah. I, I really kind of, I got yeah. to that point where it was like this every year he'd come up for parole. And I think he stopped going to his own parole hearing. But then there were fans. And, like, I think he even, like, married, like, a woman who was in her 20s while yeah, he was he, in his, like, late yeah. 70s or early 80s. I don't know if they're did they get the was there actually uh, did they actually ever meet each other I don't think in California the way he I don't think with if you're on death row in California or not he's not on death row he was but at one point they changed the laws Jerry or uh, what's his name uh, yeah Jerry Brown the governor of California um, switched stuff around anyway um, so he he I don't think he ever met her is what I'm saying it's They're like you and I the young wife. yeah exactly. so <laughs> they could have done a podcast it would have been great <laughs> um who would not have listened to that podcast I would have listened to that podcast at least once I listened you know when he was still showing up for the parole hearings they, they would ask him these questions about you know uh, whatever and uh, he would say all this shit you know he's like I, I didn't kill him use the ones that killed him I just I just took him in and fed him in my garbage <laughs> pit I, I I didn't kill him you know there's always you know, uh-huh. like fucking guy he was nuts he's and they will be I heard NPR talking about this tonight. There, there will be somebody doing something about Charlie Manson for like who knows how long. There's going to be, you know, just, maybe yeah. maybe Christian Bale will play him. He's playing uh, Dick Cheney. He gained a lot of weight. I don't know if you saw that. I yeah. had heard that he got big and big and big and fat and had the dad bod and was getting yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever he's doing for a part. Those motherfuckers are crazy. Like De Niro did it. He did it for Raging Bull. Yeah. Um, Christian Bale did it. He did it the other way for the Machinist. You ever see that? Oh yeah, he looked. I mean, he looked like. He and in that other one, that dude, um, Jordan Catalano, uh, he's the one that uh, Fountain of Youth. Uh, he's in Thirty Seconds from Mars. Uh, Jared Leto. Leto, yeah. He did it when he played Mark David Chapman, who murdered. Uh, I don't know the name of the movie, but uh, the one who murdered John, John Lennon, Lennon, like the worst person ever. That guy. Yeah. Um. And he put on a lot of weight for that, and then he took off all that weight. Well, many, many years later, but he did it for what do you call it for uh, the Dallas Buyers Club playing oh, okay. the uh, transsexual. I mean, if if you see the pictures of him, they're like, oh my god, side by side. Just Google anyone out there. Google Jared Leto, fat, skinny, or Jared Leto, whatever. That shit can't yeah, be good for you. Weight loss. No, can't be. Can't be. Oh, that up and down, that yo-yo thing cannot be good for you at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> yep. So how's the beard coming along? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. You know, it's grayer than I, than I, would, than I would prefer, but uh, it's coming in. It's, uh, You've got a lot less gray than I have. Uh, I've done it a few times. So, Like when I first grew a beard, uh, it wasn't the only beard I've, I've grown, but I hadn't grown a beard in a long time. It was like two years ago, three years ago, and uh, that drove me nuts. And now I'm, I'm just, it's, it comes in, and it's, 
It, it is what it is. What are you, a, a ginger? You a redhead? A reddish, uh, reddish, a, my, a my, strawberry blonde? My beard is, definitely. Uh, hair yeah. is just kind of uh, salt and pepper, salt and pepper. Right, but before it was salt and pepper, I mean, it wasn't, you didn't, you weren't like a... Blondish, um, dishwater blondish is the way I'd kind of describe it, if that's actually a color. <laughs> dishwater blonde. Isn't that, what, wasn't that what they used to say, dishwater blonde? I don't know. I don't know that I've ever heard that, really. Br- brownish blonde. You've never heard that? It's uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a literary thing they used to put in books. You ever, you ever read books? Oh, I'm not a reader. I don't <laughs> read. Yeah. <laughs> Just Did you ever, John, do you ever read that? No, I, I, don't, no. I don't read. So no. I don't. It really, dishwater blonde, that's a thing? I, I believe that's I, I don't Frank. know that you could go. I, I'm sure that L'Oreal doesn't have that color on the no, shelves. No, it's, it's not. I think it's actually more of a pejorative uh, sort of yeah, yeah. Dis- description of someone. You know, is it a Frank McCourt? I mean, did Frank uh, McCourt put it in one of his books? Nah, before that, you know, they they used to put yeah. in things like. Uh, did you ever read? No, there's these. I'll rephrase this. Um, there's books uh, like kids' books. I'm trying to remember. I don't say like the Hardy Boys books from way back when they used to describe these uh these people like toe-headed like what the fuck does that mean toe-headed uh i guess that's actually is that blonde toe-headed t-o-w-h-e-a-d yeah 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 that's yeah toe-head is when like you basically I have a friend he uh he's a toe-head and he's got the uh yeah your forehead just blends into your hair all right Camel toe head? Is there such a thing as that? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's gone back a long time, though. Absolutely. So, you know, it's. Uh, I, w- I was. Uh, I was noticing today. I was. I was reading. I was actually uh, looking on on Twitter, and I saw that uh, Anchor, which is where you and I bumped into each other first, uh, uh, on the uh, interwebs here, and. Uh, they are doing some kind of a contest that uh, they are giving away some sort of a cash prize for, I don't know what the hell it is. It's not important. Really. Wait, this is Anchor? Or, yes. or because yeah. Ants is doing it, and yeah. the other one, the, uh, the yeah. audio Twitter, they're doing it for first person to 1,000 followers gets um, $1,000. Anchor is doing some sort of a uh, thing for a week, the most followers, I think. is No, not the most followers, the most listens, I think, for a week. And uh, so I, I, I was just, I, I'm not that I'm going to participate because I haven't really been on there much lately, but I got back, I was listening to the archives, some of the old stuff, and I thought I, I really have to pull some of that old shit out that I was doing on there. I was doing this thing called Tales from the Truck where I was trying to tell these, um, sort of like telling stories about my life and stuff. And so I went back all the way to the... The, the very first one that I recorded of those, and I hadn't actually, I'm pretty sure I only, I recorded that and I didn't listen to it afterwards, and I, and, uh, it uh, sat there. I, I pinned it to the top of my, the way the app used to work, you, like Twitter, you could pin it to the top of w- where you were at. And it sat there for like a year and a half. And I got pretty good traction off that. It was actually, I think by the time they finally got rid of, uh, I don't know if that's me. Is that me, Megan? Yeah, that's you. It came yeah. from me. Sorry. Oh, okay. I could just set it on mic. I am actually listening to you, but I know about the pinned. I actually, that's the most I've ever listened and while multitasking. Sorry. So, yeah, so you did the Tales from the Truck, which, yes. uh, right, is these uh, colin is a very good storyteller right there's not enough there's not kind of the room for it here on this show yes i mean right. he tells good stories but the way you tell these tales from the truck stories about your past friends the nicknames you've done it here a little bit but it's a little bit yeah and and with the first incarnation of anchor sorry to step on you but i, I want to let the people know uh was only two minutes and colin would tell these incredibly detailed stories with multiple characters 
in two minutes. And I it, honestly, it blew my mind when you did. How the fuck can you do that? I mean, obviously you were. I mean, you knew the story, you lived it, and then you wrote down notes. But you were saying you you pinned one of these. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sat there for for quite a while, and it got. Uh, it's like retweeting on there is what they call an echo, and so it got echoed a bunch of times and all that. Anyway, um, the by the time Anchor was uh, was taken down in its original form, uh, that old uh, format that it used to have, that uh, had gotten about I think seven thousand listens. That really yeah that first one yeah it was it was uh, right along there you can't you know it took forever for that to happen it's not like it, you know that happened overnight but that was overnight. well but even so i yeah, mean considering well, that uh i mean you know how many users were on there and you know, yeah, I mean, and I got I got a lot of help from the anchor staff though for a while there. They they uh, would highlight uh, certain people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was right. something that something that was different. But uh, anyway, so I listened to this thing and I thought, God, I, I, that story. I was like thinking, but the story that I told uh, was um, it was about um, I. The idea was I used to go to the, whenever I went to a job interview. Um, I would always think, if you go to a job interview and they're going to ask you, oh, there we go. Is that That's you? not me, I don't think. Right. Unless no, it's I'm just it's lighting up. Okay, all right. It's the same message from you. Actually. Oh, really? <laughs> it hit my it hit my, wa- my watch gets it first. Uh, oh, I see. All right, I yeah. should. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, I, you know, I go the, to a job interview and I think if you go in there, they're going to ask you. You you pretty much can figure out the questions they're going to ask you. And, and there's usually one that comes up where they're going to ask you about, tell me a time when you had to take a risk, you know, and there's some sort of a risk story. And so I would always think that if I'm going to the job interview, I'm not going to tell uh, your standard story about taking a risk. I'm not going to, you know, do some work-related thing that's, you know, just sounds like, you know, well, I, you know, I had, I had to talk to this client, and the client told me, blah, blah, you know, going to one of those. You're just going to go so. for it. You're going to tell a yeah. real-life fucked-up crazy-ass story? Yeah, right, exactly. So I'm going to look at the Set guy yourself aside. Go, yeah. Yes, whoever it is, whoever it is, I'm gonna look at. Him, I'm gonna say something like, "Yeah, you know, I yeah, absolutely. I'd love to tell you a story about risk. If if you you know like indulge me a little bit, it's kind of a little bit personal, but um, I thought I'd share it anyway. Is that okay? Or you know, you can do some that kind of lead in, and so I I tell that you know that thing, and they'd always yeah, sure, you know, and uh, I'd love to hear it. And so I would go into this sta- standard story that I had, which was it actually was actually a real thing. Um, I had been at this uh, girlfriend's house. It was in the winter, and the and I'm not going to use. I'm, I'm going to go over two minutes here. I'm just. Gonna, you know. Oh no no! By the way, that wasn't. That was only right. No, you can you can take seven, eight, and I'll listen to every word. All right. I don't remember if I've heard this. It's possible. Yeah, so I'm at this girlfriend's house, and she had uh, picked me up for some reason. Uh, this was like maybe senior high school, late late uh, winter, maybe before I graduated. And she was, uh, she had, we had gone to her parents' house, and uh, and I remember this because I didn't have a car. Um, we were up in, I think we were, I don't know, some kind of throes of passion, something like that. And her parents came home, but uh, they had a big house. They didn't know that I was in the house, and I did a quick uh, exit out the back door and uh, kind of skulked off through the alley and they didn't know that I was there but I was outside it was winter and I didn't have a car and she was there and she didn't really have a good excuse to be able to leave so I was I was on my own I was like I gotta get a ride home well I lived about six miles from where she did so I started hoofing it and I thought god it was it was kind of cold and snowing and I thought this is gonna suck and I come up to this uh, intersection uh, where there's a uh, kind of a highway crosses and there's a railroad crossing and um, this train comes by really slow you know, it's just barely moving and I know that this train goes down and it it 
the neighborhood that I lived in, the area that I lived in, was um, about maybe four or five blocks more. This train ended up six miles down the road, but it was, uh, you know, six miles. I'd have to be on the train for six miles, but and it was like a freight train thing. And I thought, fuck it, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna hop the train. I'm gonna get on this train. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on there. So the train's chugging by, and I could run by, and I get grab the ladders, making all kinds of fucking noise and everything. And, kind of freaking out a little bit but i grab the ladder and i swing my legs up and then get over on the side and i'm, I'm on this train okay mm-hmm. train takes off and it's going kind of slow and you know doing long doing its thing gets out into this kind of more open area in, in between these there's kind of like two towns that are um, almost connected but not quite and it gets into this area and it starts picking up steam going faster and faster and faster and finally i realize the train has to be going at about like 55, 60 miles an hour because there's a two-lane road that's going by there and I can see cars going by and the train is keeping pace with the cars. And I'm like looking off at the cars figuring, oh, fuck, this thing, I hope it slows down when it gets a little further up here because there's another kind of a big curve when it gets into this area. But I, I can't remember how fast it seems like when it goes by my neighborhood. But as it's getting closer and closer, it's not slowing down. In fact, it even seems like it's picking up speed a little bit. So I hang off the side of the train on the ladder and I'm looking, I'm thinking, what the fuck am I going to do here? And the snow's flying and it's cold as shit. And I'm seeing these cars going by and I'm figuring we're going pretty fast and uh, it's not slowing down at all. I'm thinking, well, if I stay on here, how far, how far is the train going to go? And so the next biggest town I can think of is a long ways away. And it's probably, I would have to be sitting on this train. If it keeps going at 60, I would probably would have been on there for like for an hour. And then I'd be 60 miles from home. <laughs> and froze (laughs) and so i like make this fucking uh decision (laughs) if you ever think your kid if you're looking at your kid and he's 15 or 16 years old and you're thinking he won't do that (laughs) tell yourself yes he fucking will (laughs) because i'm hanging off the side of the fucking train and the snow is blowing around it's like some stupid fucking movie and i'm thinking okay if i can see a big snowbank I'm just going to jump into the snowbank and that'll break my fall it'll be fucking perfect you know (laughs) and so come around the curve and I see it and I look out and I see what looks like this giant big snowbank thing and I just fucking leap. And so I hit the ground and I just, I, I, I got knocked out. I just, boom, you know, it's like, oh, and I'm waking up and the train is gone. It's completely silent. And I'm laying there and I'm laying in this big bush. It's kind of like a bush. It wasn't actually a snowbank. It was like a bush that was covered with snow. And uh, I was like, oh my fucking God. I was like, what the hell? I was like, and I'm, can't really remember what the fuck i even did i got a concussion and uh, i stand up and my feet are just like oh fuck i'm jacked up because I'd, I'd landed probably on on both my feet and uh so i'd like crack bones in both my feet and uh, i know and i had a concussion and i had to walk home and uh so I'm telling this story to this guy, this you know, this interviewer guy, and he's looking at me. He's going, he's going, oh my god. He's like, was everything all right then? Did you, did you have to go to the hospital? And I go, yeah, I broke bones in both my feet, and and uh, um, he's like, oh, oh man, that's great. He goes, he looks at me. He goes, so what happened to the girl? <laughs> and I go, she fucking broke up with me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, looking at me like, what the hell? You know, why did you tell me that story, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> did you get the job? No, I didn't get the job either. But in the story that I told on on Anchor, I I, uh, I said uh, I, I I said that I'd married the girl, which was complete bullshit. <laughs> but, but but I but I didn't get the job. 
So I'm, I'm sitting there fucking th- hearing that story again, re- re- recounting it in my head. I'm thinking, how oh, fucking stupid, man. That was like the dumbest thing, maybe one of the dumbest things I ever did. But um, it was reminding me, John, <laughs> in a way uh-huh. of story, in a story that you were telling that ended up on Anchor that didn't end up on here, which you were telling me about a risk that you took, which was the, 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 the pogo stick. What? Your pogo oh, stick. Oh, yeah. But, did, but I told you that on here, didn't I? You t- we talked about it here, but that ended up on, on Anchor and not on... Uh, oh, on, oh, right, on right. Oh, here. right. I totally forgot. Okay, right, right. Because we had some technical glitches for yeah. somewhere between episodes 11 and 13. Wherever we are. I don't know where we are. Yeah. This is so, episode 13? Yes. So <laughs> okay. we, we, did a, we, we did a bonus episode and we just we, we pushed that out to the Anchor app just for the fun of it. And uh, John had told right. the story about a pogo stick. and uh, Oh, right. And, okay. Yes. And, Right, so, so I thought uh-huh. you could do the same thing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you. If you, if you decide you're ever going to go to an interview and they, mm-hmm. they talk about risk taking, you can go right. right into your. Hey, have you ever been a mascot? Well, yeah, it's, it's, this is right. This is true. I totally forgot about. Like, I forget about that story a lot because I've told other people about this. It's when I was uh, a freshman in college at Syracuse University. This was uh, spring of 1990. I graduated high school in 1989. So spring of 1990, I'm 46. For anyone that just listened to that and tried to do math, like I'm going to ruin it for you. Sorry. Uh, no podcast math. Um, so anyway, so I, uh, the, the, the university, um, Syracuse University mascot is Otto the Orange, a giant citrus fruit because, well, it's Syracuse and uh, it's uh, cold <laughs> winters that last from fucking, you know, December through April. Um yeah, so anyway, so uh, for, they opened up the tryouts to the entire university. So I found out about it. I'm like, I want to do that. Like, I wanted to go to the Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey Clown College. I didn't realize that that was a really big fucking college. Like, that was my big joke my senior year of high school. But it, apparently that was hard to get into. They've since closed it down. Um, like, Penn Gillette went there, Steve O. So when I got when I found out that I could become a mascot, I was like, that'd be fucking awesome like i could just i knew it would be great but i didn't know anything about being a mascot other than there was this costume that looked big and heavy and awkward so um i had a friend of mine come with me and uh he helped me with some of my props and uh i had to do three things i had to do a cheer i think i had to make up a cheer do like a song and dance and do like a little skit I think I just did three dances. Um, I, I, so anyway, so but I, I thought I'm I don't have too many skills in life, but I'm able to um, to hop on a pogo stick endlessly. It's just something that from a, being a little kid, I can jump on a pogo stick all day and night. There were no records. I never broke a record. It was just I, oh, there's John jumping. And it's like, ka-ch, ka-ch, you know, just just it's because uh, those old school pogo sticks with the um, with the spring. Um, you know, Razor Scooter, they made one now that has an air pump. I actually have it, an air pump. Uh, so maybe I'll uh, shoot some video of me uh, on a pogo stick. We'll put it, push it out to uh, Twitter. But anyway, um, so, you know, at, at Syracuse University, uh, the tryouts were held in the Carrier Dome, which is where they play, uh, the, the football team plays and the basketball team plays. And you know the area by the goalpost, you know, by the end zone where the players come out at the beginning of the game? Yeah. You know? So that's where... All of the um, students that were trying out to be the mascot were waiting. So they called my name. 
and now the the cheerleading coach and a couple of like uh, other people that were judging they're by the 10 yard line now I have this costume on that it had not been cleaned in a really long time. It smelled like like a really a sweaty gym sock inside of it. It was hard to breathe. And at the time, I was a smoker and uh, not in really great shape. So the thing is heavy, and I can't breathe really well in it. And I decided that I would come out on a pogo stick because I'm like, this is going to be impressive, <laughs> which was great. It was fantastic. All the other people were like, what are you going to do? Are you going to jump on a pogo stick? No. Because they have, especially the people who had already tried out, there's no fucking way. The thing's like heavy, lopsided, whatever. So uh, I, I get on the pogo stick, but all the way down, I jump on the thing. 13 times before I stumble and fall flat on my face. Well, it wasn't my face. It was Otto the Orange's face, and which cushioned my fall. But it was like, I, I just, like, my face is mushed into the costume. I'm like, oh, my God. Now, my friend was shooting, a friend of mine uh, was shooting video. The judges did not see me jump even once. All they saw, they could see out of their peripheral right as I came out of the tunnel. <laughs> and fell flat on my face. So Everyone like, who tried out, oh, it was futile. I fucked up. I didn't do it. I started way too early. <laughs> like how I, far? Just, how far away was it before you would you'd fall over, fall over into the face plant? How far away from them? Were I don't even think I made it to the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I have the video. I'll try to pull the video, and maybe, I, maybe we can put it on the Twitter account. I mean, the the great part about it is, is that. All these other people that tried out, I, there must have been six slots, right? Because they would have different people, you know, you know, maybe two people travel for each game, right? So, so anyway, the people that saw me do it, they just thought I was going to get it because they couldn't believe that I hopped on a pogo stick in that costume. Um, it was downhill from there. I couldn't breathe at one point in that freaking costume. I had to take a break. I kept with these giant white gloves, you know, like Mickey Mouse gloves, but bigger. Maybe they had three fingers. I was doing the old school like baseball timeout sign you know where you put one hand up like in the prayer position and the other one is like flat perpendicular to it so but with these giant white gloves i was like holding my hand up like <laughs> lifting the costume up it was sad <laughs> it didn't work out uh but yeah you, you was, took a risk <laughs> I, I took a big risk yeah but we, so basically we we would both tell the interview story about taking a risk that didn't yeah. pay off yeah <laughs> just like <laughs> if i would have had that fucking orange outfit on i'd have been okay I'd, I'd have, <laughs> that's I'd right bounced right off the ground and said fucking a let's go which would have been good if we combine those two stories for the future <laughs> when we combine the story we can pass it off to one of our kids is that when you leave the house you were you had uh because you were the mascot at the time and you just you had the you hid in the costume and you hopped down the block on a fucking pogo stick i tried <laughs> i jumped on the train I used the pogo stick. I had the, had the orange hat. <laughs> like our parents come home, it's like, did we just see a giant citrus fruit hopping on a pogo stick down the street? No, no. What are you talking about, Mom? Middle of, middle of winter. 
Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so stupid. I totally didn't. I'm like, what are you talking Oh, right. I forgot that that. I never listened to that episode on uh, Anchor. I don't know if it's there now. but Yeah, I'd have to. I, I, all that stuff's in. They've, they've got archives, and i got to pull some of, that, some of that shit out. And I'm going to lengthen some of it. I'm going to do something. Right. I'm going to get off my lazy ass and, and do something yeah. with it. Yeah. You know, hey, uh, I know you're a big uh, fan of uh, Jonathan Banks, the, uh, the actor. Uh, the guy. You know. Oh, oh, Jonathan Banks from uh, from Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, he's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, Mike. I saw a movie on Netflix, a Netflix original thing called Mudbound. Oh, is he in it? Yeah, he's a plays a badass in that thing. Is oh, he really? Yeah. I watched the trailer for that movie. My friend recommended it. It's one of those movies that I feel like I'm not going to get into right away. It's going to be like way too hard for me to start it like i don't know if it's the period thing it's something know, yeah. about it post-world war was II. it any good yeah i thought it was really good post-world war ii uh mississippi yeah the movie was really good post-world war ii mississippi and uh it's like uh is where it's set and uh mary j blige uh is uh plays kind of a lead role in it and she is really good i thought she was uh, did a really great job and i didn't know she, she done acting before i didn't know but uh, she did a really good job in that. So, I don't know. I thought it was a great movie. All right. So, maybe I'll watch that. Uh, what is it? Mud Honey? Mud? Yeah. Mud? <laughs> I keep yeah. calling it Mud. In my hand. What is Mud Honey, by the way? Is that from the singles soundtrack? Like, the band before Pearl Jam? I think, yeah, there was a rock group called Mud Honey. It was, I, think, uh, I think that's right. But it's called Mudbound, right? Mudbound, yeah. Mudbound. It yeah. doesn't matter how many. We can be talking about it and I just forget. Like, it's uh, so Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Like, she, the. Yeah. 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 The, the singer, the R and B singer. Yeah, the kick ass R and B. I, I think she's. There, there's. I, I'm. I think she's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I. I individually, her individual stuff. You know, I'm going to be honest. I haven't listened to uh, a lot of it. You know, as much uh, as uh, maybe um, I should have or could. Uh, and I had on my uh, my running playlist on my uh, you know stuff when I'd go out running. I, I wouldn't have the. Um, uh, U2 uh, One you know with her and, and uh, Bono the, the song One she sings with Bono yeah uh, on a, yeah she does this thing uh, the song One with mm-hmm. Bono and it's fucking god it's just like it's hearing your arm stands up it's just like um, it's it's amazing it's uh, yeah it's, it's incredible and she's a she's got some chops too for acting I think she's got a future a future with some well, acting stuff y- you know that she also you know she I, I don't know she must do a lot of collaborations you know she collaborates with M E T H O D man on the song you're all i need and i, I don't know yeah. if you do you know what do you know who method man is i i, I believe this is our time in the show where we have well he's a, he's he's one of the members of uh the wu-tang clan he is you, this is our, you know yeah. you know you know i went to uh junior high school middle school you, with the uh, wu-tang clan you did yeah. I, I gotta drop something every time you say that i should say something well, i live in the same town where ashton kutcher toe for grace from. was it toe uh, for grace uh, ashton kutcher yeah, oh. not, not toe for he's can- <laughs> wait, i think he's canadian oh, wait, wait. I, yeah, I'm not sure. His name is Topher. Christopher. Chris Topher. Um, what about what about the guy uh, from Love? The guy with the big nose and the glasses and his uh, girlfriend wrote on... Uh, Paul Rust. Uh, Paul Rust, that guy. He went yeah. to... Yeah. 
You're yeah. a little bit older than both he's of actually, those dudes. yeah, yeah. He's actually from my true hometown up in mm-hmm. up in Northwest Iowa, and uh, so yeah, he went to the uh, Catholic school that I didn't go to. His mother was a teacher there, and then she, uh, his parents though, I was been in their store a bunch of times. They had a uh, a uh, they repaired shoes. They did like uh, uh, they sold boots, uh, like you know work boots and cowboy boots and stuff like that. And then they had Western clothing in there, and they repaired shoes, rust. I think it was called Rust Western Wear or something like that. Did they shut it down now? Is it done? I think his parents finally, they they kept it going, and I think his mom retired as a teacher. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I think they still live uh, in Lamar's, Iowa, which is where this uh, town is, uh, what it's called. And uh, But, yeah, he he and I, Paul, big nose Rust. uh, Same high school. Uh, no, he went to the Catholic school. No. I went to the oh, okay. I went to the regular school. But uh, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, his his deal. We know <laughs> the same people. A lot of yeah, a lot of similar growing up stuff. Although he sounds a lot more like uh, <laughs> I don't know. He he had uh, he was very into his Catholicism. If you listen to him, his really I, yeah, his huh. uh, he had a really interesting uh, interview, a long interview with Mark Maron. That's yeah, I listened. I, I listened yeah. to it. Yeah, I listened. To- most of yeah, those. yeah, great actor. I think he's a good, good actor. So I'm glad he's got. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch. Uh, I didn't watch all of that show. Lo- love, love, which was on Netflix, right? So it's a, it's a Netflix original created by him, right? Yeah. With uh, Judd Apatow as the uh, producer on it. Yep, exactly. And yeah. and what's um, I didn't see the season two, but I I absolutely love the actress against him that plays against him, uh, Jillian Grace or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's her name. She was on Community or something, maybe. She was. Yeah, she was the chick from Community. Yeah. Yeah. And season two is great. I thought it was, it was it's well well written. Uh, they do a really good job with it, and it's it's uh, you know, this uncomfortable. People living in L.A., you know, it's a, it's a strange place. I think if you, I, I lived in Los Angeles for a little while, and uh, it is an odd odd kind of place. And uh, as the uh, oh, what is that? Uh, are you familiar with the band Dawes? D a w e s. I do. Yeah. I, I I have yes. They've got a great song. Uh, um, uh, something about the, the lyric goes something like, uh, uh, "There's a certain kind of sadness uh, um, from time spent in Los Angeles, or something like that." Yeah, and I've heard that. Seeing someone's eyes, yeah, and it's, it's isn't yeah. Dawes kind of hipster. Dawes is, yeah, I would call them sort of a, a hipsterish. I mean, yeah, they're they're all yeah. this, semi that, half this, and you know, mm-hmm. a singer songwriter, indie pop, folk, uh, country, uh, Americana. Yeah, that's I guess hipster. Yeah, yeah, you could probably could say that. They fall in that same kind of I don't know. Ilk is like uh, sort of a Wilco-ish. Uh, the uh, Avett brothers are, are in that. Uh, I think pretty close. Probably. Yeah, I don't know them. I know Wilco a little bit, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I love those all three of those, but uh, anyway, yeah, hipsters. I guess that makes me uh, a hipster, a hipster. Maybe not a. Uh, I, Lena Dunham was accused the other day of being a, a racist hipster by one of her writers. So, <laughs> <sighs> Lena, I don't know much about Lena Dunham, but uh, she's. Um, I don't know. Paul Rust's uh, wife yeah. worked with her. Maybe she could answer that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I watched I the first. Know. I actually did watch the first season. I think of Girls and uh, liked it. And then I the more I kept uh, hearing about Lena Dunham and the writing got really fucking weird the second I, season and shit. And uh, a lot more. I think we got be more of her internal strife started coming out. And uh, 
Yeah, I can live without Lena. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of Girls. I've seen a couple of minutes here and there. I just didn't care. I'm, I'm curious. I've heard things about her movie Tiny Furniture, and I'd be curious to watch it. But I don't know. I think I have a block against her. You have but a block. for no and no reason. Other, you know, it has nothing to do with. But it, the few times I've heard her being interviewed or read stuff about her, it seems like she's uh, all over the place and a little bit hypocritical. She well, that's what Sometimes. her writer said about her. Basically, was that she was. Um, uh, I think she described her as being, you know, uh, apparently was raised in, with a lot of wealth, and uh, um, at the same time, she tries to act like she's, uh, you know, she's down with the cause and she's a part of the. Uh, You're part, part of, of the problem. Part of I mean, well, she's she acts like she's she's you know yeah that the problem is something that's directed at her whatever that problem is, but then at the same time she at whatever point it's convenient um, and she needs to prove that she's probably that she's arrived then she she's has no problem doing that as well so she's hmm. she's trying to play both sides of the of the coin it basically is yeah, what I the know. chick was saying so yeah I, 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 I can live without most of it so yeah you were saying you had uh what did you watch the uh andy kaufman thing oh yeah yeah so uh so jim it's called uh so you know uh, are you familiar with andy kaufman i don't know how familiar you are with andy kaufman yeah, I got sucked into the Andy thing when he was doing doing everything that was going on. And as kind of a little sidebar note, he actually spent uh, quite a bit of time uh, right here in the uh, neck of the woods that I live. Uh, he flew into Iowa a lot, and there's a uh, f- fairly close to here, about uh, an hour from where I live, there's uh, something known as, uh, in Fairfield, Iowa, as Maharishi International University. And hmm. uh, it's the uh, largest... Um, I believe uh, accredited college that uh, teaches uh, transcendental meditation studies. Oh right, I forgot uh, that he did that. Yeah, and he was out here uh, in, in a lot studying with the with hmm. the yogi, with the yogis, the Maharishis. Right. So he, he was he was in this area a lot. But yeah, I, I watched and got sucked into everything. And with Andy, it was always. You know, is is it real? You know, what, what is, is he? Is he gone crazy? Is he, you well, know. Right, and and so for me, I was obsessed with Andy Kaufman at a very young age, uh, and I think the reason being is, I mean, for those who aren't too familiar with him, I mean, he 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 was a stand-up comedian, uh, and he he was on the first season of Saturday Night Live, and one of his biggest you know uh, bits was. Uh, Lip syncing to the Mighty Mouse theme, which is it's so good because he's just he's just waiting. It's like there he goes, and it's and it's it's all about his nervous energy waiting. And then part of the character that he did was Foreign Man, was was like thank you very much. And when he did that, that became the Latka character on Taxi, which was you know supposed to be a show about Judd Hirsch, but I mean. Andy Kaufman's performance and uh, Christopher Lloyd right, as the exactly. Reverend Jim. And, I mean, actually, all of those characters were so big that it didn't seem like a show about, you know, Danny DeVito. Every single one of them didn't seem like a show about fucking Judd Hirsch. I mean, no, he was good in it, but it was like, it was all about these fucking misfits, and Andy Kaufman was one of them. And that show used to air. Um, I believe it was on NBC, and then it got canceled by NBC, and then was on ABC in the last season. Going way deep on this, I used to read the TV guide from cover to cover for fucking <laughs> until I was about twelve. Still until I those. until I discovered myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they put the TV guide down. 
Um, unless Joan London's on the cover. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, I, my dad, I never, I never used to see my dad laugh. He was very stern. He was a Marine during the Vietnam War, a corrections officer, and then a firefighter. And he was kind of like, kind of tough, like a real man, you know, like guy that I, I he didn't scare me, but uh, it was my mom that was really dry and sarcastic and, you know, talked to everyone, was very social. So the only night that I would see my dad by himself was on Thursday nights when my mom went to a ceramics thing, you know, like, you know, there were Tupperware parties and like a weekly ceramic things. And it wasn't like, um, what's her name in, uh, you know, uh, what's that movie with uh, Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore? Ghost? Uh, Ghost. It's not like making ceramics. It was just like painting ceramics, you know? Oh, Like a, so, yeah, like yeah, a little yeah. boy, right? And then and then yeah. they fire. I mean, it was just a, an opportunity for women to get out of the house, you know? Now, did she, before she left, did she leave you guys uh, something uh, hot, you know, some sort of a meal I, that was made beforehand? Uh, or did you have to finish No, for I think we ordered pizza. And oh, I think well, that's cool. So I think Thursday night was the best night ever, you know? Pizza night. All right, go, Pizza mom. night. My dad and my dad would make me go to bed but my we grew up with you know the brady bunch stairs you remember the brady bunch had those stairs with like they um like kind of floating stairs yeah, and then there was yeah. space in between those stairs and ours were just like that but they were carpeted so even though my dad sent me to bed and taxi was on at like i think 9 30 at night i used to sneak down and i used to hang upside down from like the top <laughs> like floor and put my head down and sneak and i would watch the show and it was upside my down. dad upside down and my dad was laughing hysterically <laughs> so so when when you know andy kaufman was like hey, thank you very much and you know the and my dad was hysterical laughing at him and the reverend jim i was like i don't know i think that subconsciously had an effect on me like it was me watching my dad laugh i think more than me watching the show like and a combination so, thing so, so the obsession began yeah and and there's this is it a documentary with jim carrey is that what it is or? right yeah so okay. uh so anyway so so uh, I, I i i knew everything about him like you did you know like was it real is it not real i went to the museum of television radio i watched all that stuff when man on the moon came out I, it wasn't that interesting to me like because i had already seen a lot of that stuff the original footage not this movie and this Wait. doc jim carrey he had a crew following him around shooting everything mm -hmm. behind the scenes and the story goes is that jim carrey did not break character so when he was andy kaufman he was andy kaufman to the point that milos foreman the director of the film who directed one flew over the cuckoo's nest would go up to jim carrey and say andy i need to talk to jim <laughs> like he would like beg he would play along with him. So it must have been exhausting for everyone on this, like a pain in the ass, you know? Like, But I don't think... So anyway, the documentary I think is fantastic. It's a, not necessarily a documentary just about um, Andy Kaufman. It's really more about Jim Carrey and sort of his journey and where he's at. And uh, it is called... Um, it's called Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, featuring a very special con contractually obligated mention of uh, Tony Clifton. Huh. And Jim Carrey's kind of, he's kind of gotten off into a weird, uh, weird deal. I've seen some interviews with him lately, and it seems no, like he, zero, zero fucks, zero fucks given, the, I, which is good. I, 
But I don't think that's what's going on with him. What do you think? I'm telling you, watch. I think that... I think that he's gotten to a point where, for a long time, he's realized that particularly what he does for a living, particularly the acting and the celebrity part of it, is bullshit. He doesn't well, yeah, give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, right? says, a big yeah. part of it. So when he does a red carpet thing, he's sick and tired of playing the game. So he just says, he just kind of looks off into the distance, like kind of being weird. What do you call it? Did it too. Um, but he was kind of crazy. Um, Marlon Brando was doing it. Like, I don't know if you remember Marlon Brando's yeah, interview yeah, with Connie yeah. Chung. Right. He's just, like, being kind of a dismissive asshole, like, just being all over. But I don't think Jim Carrey's coming from that place. I, I think uh, I think he's just been on this fascinating journey as a comedian. I've, I've gained a lot more respect for him, and I'm liking him more and more. Yeah, I saw yeah. some interview where they were. She was there was a. I don't know what they were trying to promote or why they were talking to him, but there, whatever he's involved in lately, there was one of those moments where the uh, it was a red carpet thing. A red talked. carpet thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were they were talking to me. He was giving these answers, very existential answers. Like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. what what does this matter? You know, you know, what's in a word about? Who cares? You know, that that sort of stuff. Which was yeah, there was zero fucks given. Which was. Uh, but if you watch the documentary, I think there's insight into where he's coming from. And it, he, he's not coming across as crazy. And he's actually breaking character, his own character, letting you in a little bit. And sort of explaining where he was. And he's not even sure what that all meant. And, you know, there's part of him that wishes he could, you know, just have kept it the way it was. And there's still this mystery about it. But he did very Andy Kaufman-esque stuff back then while making the movie. And he did what he, he did what Andy would have done, which was well, no. He did what he did what he believed Andy would have done. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And so he wasn't necessarily correct on that. And uh, but you don't know. There's so much lore with Andy Kaufman, even from those that worked with him. Whether it was Jerry Lawler, Jerry the King Lawler, the um, the wrestler, the professional wrestler, Bob Zamuda, his writing partner, who is. Uh, Tony Clifton's, um, who would also do the Tony Clifton character. So I don't know. Do you know about the Tony Clifton character? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the lounge act, and anyway, he act, yeah. right, right. Who's over the top and really rude, and he has prostitutes, and he drinks, and the whole thing. And when Jim Carrey was playing that character, he would do the same thing. Um, and anyway, so they did a whole thing where um, Jim Carrey got invited to while making Man on the Moon. He got invited to the Playboy Mansion. And he wrote back, and they reached out. His people reached out to them and said, he's not going, but Tony Clifton will go. Just the way Andy Kaufman would have done. So they, he has the camera crew at the mansion, this behind-the-scenes camera crew. And uh, about a couple of hours into the party, there's Tony Clifton taking pictures with uh, Hugh Hefner, like Andy Dick, John Lovitz is there, all these celebrities. And all of a sudden, Jim Carrey shows up. It turns out it was Bob Zamuda as Tony Clifton the entire time. Are you kidding me, really? (laughs) No, it's so. So basically, he and Bob Zamuda were doing the Andy Kaufman bit, Tony Clifton thing. It it was fascinating. It's really. Check it out. Let me know what you think of it because uh, I go deep with Andy Kaufman, and and there was a lot of footage that I watched that I had never seen, and I looked for all of it when I could back before youtube 
So uh, anyway, I uh, I'm a little obsessed. Okay, I'm a lot obsessed. <laughs> a lot obsessed. That's that's yes. a good thing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I know that uh, Cameron plays uh, several instruments. Um, yes. Both kids play instruments or no? No, just Cameron. Cameron, just Cameron. plays guitar, saxophone, and he's kind of self-taught on the keyboards. And okay. he could he could read by pick up and read by ear. You know, play by ear. So, so the other uh, uh, Tori, our oldest, uh, is still at home. She uh, uh, plays violin in the orchestra, but she never practices. So she's just doing enough to get by. Right. Uh, Zoe, now who's uh, you know coming up, and she's in orchestra for the first year uh, in the uh, sixth grade. Uh, she's and she's playing cello, and she plays. Uh, she's played piano, and she's done some drum stuff and stuff. And she's pretty musical, and she picked up some guitar, and she plays some of that st- stuff too. But uh, I know you were complaining that you uh, hadn't felt great here uh, uh, earlier in the evening, and I was telling you about how I had a cold and I was not feeling mm-hmm, great the, mm-hmm. the other day. Well, I, I was having this weird nap, and uh, I was uh, I had taken some sort of cold medication, and I was in this weird. I turned on the TV and I was watching something on TV, and uh, it was like I, I was stuck in this weird dream phase where I thought the TV show that I was watching had ended, and it's at the end of a TV, TV show when they end, a lot of times they'll play this the same uh, little theme song they'll play over and over and over, and it's like you know it keeps playing, and this sounded right. like sound like this goose dying sort of thing. This it was this weird this weird noise, and I kept hearing it over and over, and and uh, I was having this horrible dream, and I woke up and finally uh, to turn off the TV and I, I hit the button on the TV to turn it off and I realized that I wasn't hearing a soundtrack from the from the movie it was Zoe it was practicing her cello oh wow <laughs> and I was just and I was like thinking oh my god and the first thing that popped in my head was I'm so glad Tori doesn't practice <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I don't know how do you get by does it as you have you been to the point ever where you wanted to just uh, take the guitar and throw it out the window never never, never. you're very patient no. with that thing well, no, you know what? Even though he has electric guitars, he has acoustic guitars as well. But when he's at my place, he doesn't plug in the amplifier. Not just because I live in an apartment. I, he's fine to just pick up the guitar and just start playing and picking and without an amplifier. Um, and he loves it, and he's so passionate about it. I mean, if he played drums, I'd probably lose my fucking mind and be like, "Well, I live in an apartment complex." Yeah. But no, it never bothered me. I mean, I, no, not at all. Tuba? I don't know. Tuba? You okay with tuba? <laughs> no. What's the giant tuba play called? Do you know that one? I think I don't know what it's called. The big the giant fucking, tuba. The big fucking tuba. Go get the big yeah. fucking tuba, kid. Because yeah. <laughs> there's a senior in, in Cameron's uh, high school. She's in the marching band with Cameron, and uh, she plays this giant. I mean, it's the biggest fucking instrument. One of the biggest instruments I've ever seen. It's like, what the fuck is that? And she's got to march with it. She's not a small girl. Yeah. I mean, it I doesn't. Would, yeah. Yeah, they would call that painful, I think. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, tuba is not. Uh, oboe would probably drive me nuts. There's a couple of instruments. I mean, the oboe was kind of cool, but I don't know. But uh, what was I going to say? The, um, when I was a kid, I played cello. You know when I played cello? Yeah. M- middle school, when I went to school with the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, <laughs> so that's true, though. I mean, whatever. <laughs> but uh, so I, I had... Um, when I was like 15 or 16, I had a dog, um, German Shepherd. It's not important. German Shepherd and an elk count. It was a puppy. And I used to practice at home. And I remember one time I was practicing and the dog was yelping along to it. I think the dog's yelp sounded a lot better than my cello playing.
And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk,